Hi, and welcome to the 10 Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore, founder of foodtrucktraining.group. Today, we're talking about generator safety. Interestingly, trends show that regardless of how many warnings are published by manufacturers, many users just disregard them. They have no clue how to operate their generators in a safe manner. And if you don't believe me, just look at the aftermath of any hurricane. More people die after the hurricane's passed than actually during the storm. So tip number one, never run your generator in wet conditions unless you're using a generator tent. Remember that electricity and water don't mix. I shouldn't even have to say that, but there's a whole bunch of people that just don't care or they just ignore that fact. Because I always see people saying, yeah, I put mine out in the rain all the time, no big deal. It won't be a big deal until it becomes a big deal. Running a modern generator in the rain is going to result in generator damage because there's all kinds of computerized parts on a generator nowadays and it's going to lead to possible electrocution. This happens when the water gets into the electrical panel or the outlets and it causes a short circuit to the frame and it's especially true in portable generators because they're grounded directly to their frame. So remember, a water and generators don't mix. If you have any kind of power source that's power driven, it has to be separated from the public by barriers. And this is in the new National Fire Prevention Association code. So there has to be some type of guard, a fence, or some type of enclosure to protect the general public from either tripping over or burning themselves on your generator. Number three, avoid standing over the hot muffler when you go to refuel. The code actually says you have to turn it off, let it cool down before you can refuel. So to avoid that, make sure your generator is filled up for the day and if you need to get a tank extender so that you can have more fuel ready to go into the tank, do that. You don't want to refill it in the middle of the day with the thing blazing hot because you'll just set it on fire. You never want to run a generator indoors. This is step number four. A lot of people will open up that garage door, fire up that generator, and let it sit inside the garage. And that's where families end up dying. And that's where the carbon monoxide overwhelms them because carbon monoxide is heavier than air. So when they pass out, they end up falling into an area that's got even more carbon monoxide in it because the carbon monoxide pushes the oxygen out and replaces it because the oxygen is lighter. Just for an example, modern portable generators create 1,500 times more carbon monoxide than a car does. So they are no joke. If you have one that's built into the frame of your food truck or trailer to where it's inside, hopefully they only have rails holding it up rather than having a closed bottom. And the door that folds down should have louvers all up and down it. And a lot of the food truck manufacturers will actually put a fan to blow on them as well. So if you have one of those, make sure that the enclosure stays free and clear so that the carbon monoxide can fall through the bottom and dissipate out into the environment. And if you have a generator that's in an enclosed area, it could actually reduce its lifespan because when it's enclosed, they tend to run too hot. So tip number five, always use one hand whenever you touch the generator. This helps to avoid the creation of a circuit. So if you bend down and grab the frame with both hands, you create a circuit going from one hand through your body and then out the other hand. You don't want to do that. You want to make sure that if it is wet, say the ground is wet or damp, that you're wearing rubber-soled shoes when you go to do anything with your generator. Because remember, as a rule, electricity always flows through the path of least resistance. And you'd want to make sure that that path is not your hand and your body. 
You want to avoid fuel clogging. You want to ensure that you always use a shutoff valve if your generator is equipped with one. So what I mean by that is it's the end of the day, say you're not going to be open for the next three or four days. So you want to turn off the fuel valve, but allow the generator to continue to run for a few more seconds to burn up whatever's beyond, whatever fuel is beyond the cutoff valve, which would be the uh, carburetor itself and the fuel injectors. That way, there's no fuel in there left to gunk up that system. And if you close for the winter, you definitely want to make sure you're doing that. And then you want to pour out all of the fuel and use fresh fuel the next season. Because it's no fun to just go out there and try to crank that baby up and it doesn't start because the fuel's gummed up. And you should always use a fuel stabilizer. Because remember, you want that generator to start every single day without a problem. Most of the time, when a generator refuses to start, it's a fuel issue. And if you do close for a season, go out and start that generator at least once a month. Just give it the opportunity to run for a few minutes and then shut it back down. And really, the bigger the generator you have, the more frequently you should allow it to run. You want to turn off the main switch prior to starting your generator, and the main switch being the one that throws the electricity to your equipment. It's very important to do this because once a generator starts and goes into idle mode, then you want to turn on the main switch. So since most of the modern generators, the newest versions, all have a main on-off switch, you want to stop or start the generator. You want to make sure the switch is off. And this will be the case whether you plug in or unplug the cords that you found, you know, that are found at the generator panel. Make sure your switch, the power switch is off so you're not throwing power down the cables. Start up your generator. When it goes into idle mode, you want to uh, plug in everything you want to have plugged into the generator, then turn that switch so that way you're not throwing sparks anywhere. The benefit of doing this is that you know the generator will be ready to take the load, but it also ensures your own safety. And another thing that will help you or another protection that you're offering is whenever the generator starts up, if everything's already connected and you haven't turned that switch off, so as soon as the generator fires up, it's throwing power through the lines. It could be a, a very big spike, and it may be a big enough spike to ruin its delicate equipment, sensitive equipment. Pretty much anything that's computerized, it could mess up when you have a spike. So that's why you want to do those steps that I mentioned. You want to avoid floodwaters. Now, I know you're thinking, well, I wouldn't be out in that kind of rain anyway. But I'm talking about flooding parking lots. There are, especially in Florida, even a really short duration storm can overwhelm the storm drains in parking lots. And you can have, you know, two, three inches of water standing because the water is being funneled towards a storm drain that it can't drain quick enough. So you don't want to set your generator up in a situation where it's going to have water rise up from a short duration storm. So keep those things in mind. Number nine, enclosures. One great way to run your generator in a safe condition is by having a steel enclosure. But that steel enclosure needs to be ventilated. It needs to have lots of louvers everywhere. And more than likely, it needs to have some type of fan system that is blowing uh, across to generate air circulation. Another type of enclosure is a pop-up canopy. And that'll work for the most part. But you got to realize that when the wind gets above about 20 miles an hour, it's going to blow that away. It's going to damage it. It's going to destroy it. And they're really difficult to anchor if you're setting up on a parking lot, but they are the, the best solution if you're in an area where you get rain. It's not a perfect solution because still the wind can drive the rain you know, underneath the canopy. 
So the bottom line is read your generator operating manual that came with your purchase and if you bought one used, find it online. There's many different kind of generators, just about as many generators as there are POS systems. So you need to find advice specific to your brand and your model. So when somebody asks, can you run this particular one in the rain? Some of them will do better in the rain than others. And I'm telling you not to run any of them in the rain because I don't want anybody to get electrocuted. Thank you guys so much for listening. I certainly hope you are finding the information useful in your food truck business. If you're enjoying the podcast, please consider hitting the support button or clicking the links in the description below. Offer any kind of support you can. If you love being around like-minded positive people, join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. There you're going to find a ton of information, a whole bunch of supportive and inspirational people to help you on your food truck journey. You guys have a great day. Come back tomorrow. I'll have another topic.